Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Friends, welcome. As we join in worship from our various homes, May we feel God's Spirit drawing us together. My name is McCall Cottrell, and I'm the minister at Grace United Church in Hanover. Welcome to today's worship service for July 25th, 2021. As you welcome us into your home, we welcome you into ours. While we may not be able to be together in person right now, many events continue to happen at Grace United online. For more information, please see our weekly email announcements or contact the church office. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Catherine. Happy birthday to you. Don't worry, we're not going to tell anybody what the number is. Happy birthday, Catherine. We love you very much, and we hope that you get the chance to celebrate with friends and family, whether it's in person or over Zoom. We just want you to know that we love you and we miss you. Happy birthday. A very special thank you to all who helped lead worship while I was on holidays this past month. It was a restful time, and it was good to know that you were gathering for worship together while I was away. Please note that from August 1st until November 1st, I will be on leave from Grace United. This is so that I can take on the exciting work of filling in for our region's pastoral relations minister while she is on sabbatical. It's a change for all of us, but it's also an opportunity to experience something different for those three months. I'm very pleased to share that following a search, the Reverend Sarah Brewer has accepted an appointment to provide ministry at Grace United Church while I am away. I know that God will continue to bless the ministry here as you share that with Sarah. As we enter into this time of worship, we remember that for thousands of years, Indigenous people have walked upon this land and that their relationship with the land is at the center of their lives and their spirituality. We recognize that we are all treaty people. At Grace United, we are part of Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, and we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe, Anishinaabek, and Métis people. We acknowledge the part the church has played in an ongoing history of oppression and colonization. We pray that God may ever lead us in building right relationships. Friends, come, let us worship.
May the light of Christ shine brightly in our lives and all around us. Amen. We join together in our call to worship. The warmth of a summer day, the refreshing rain, the quiet moments and the hustle and bustle of life. In each moment, may we be aware of sacred presence, the compassion of community, the blessings of friends new and old, the love of those who celebrate with us and support us in our grief. In each moment, may we be aware of sacred presence, the songs and prayers, the questioning and questing, the worship and this sacred time we hold together. In each moment, may we be aware of sacred presence. We join together in prayer. Holy God, center us in this time, that while we are apart, we may feel the love and strength of community with us, and that we may be aware of the sacredness of life. Nourish us, encourage us, and lead us in holy love and action. Amen. Good morning. Our minute for mission today is creating a world without hate that we may know each other. On June 6, not far from the oldest mosque in London, Ontario, a family of five out for a walk were deliberately run over by a truck. Three adults and one teenager were killed. A nine-year-old boy is the sole survivor. Police say the family was targeted because they are Muslim. In a statement, the United Church of Canada condemned the horrific and hate-filled attack. Many people in the United Church are weeping alongside the extended families and friends of the family members who were killed and injured in this premeditated hate crime and are grieving the innocent lives lost in this abhorred attack, the statement reads. Acknowledging the fearfulness that some people in the Muslim community feel as a result. Did you know that 322 anti-Muslim hate crimes were reported in Canada between 2013 and 2019? And that's just the crimes we know about. Prejudice runs deep. A 2017 study published by the Angus Reid Institute states that almost half of all Canadians have an unfavorable view of Islam, a perception evident in attitudes towards religious clothing. While 88% of Canadians support a nun wearing a habit, just 32% approve of a person wearing the niqab. Our United Church is deeply committed to working with Muslims and others for peace and justice. That's why your mission and service gifts help us as a church to develop statements and educational resources to combat prejudice and discrimination. In 2006, for example, the church released the statement that we may know each other, United Church Muslim Relations Today. It was preceded by an important study document with the same name designed to help church communities deepen loving relationships 
with our faith cousins. Similar study guides have been created to foster interfaith relationships, including Jewish and Hindu faiths, respectively bearing faithful witness and honoring the divine in each other. Education begins with us. Your mission and service gifts help raise awareness and understanding that in turn contributes to a more peaceful world, one where no one is harmed by the hatred of another, where no more children have to grow up without their family. In the words of our current moderator, Richard Bott, let us use all that we have and all that we are to stand in the face of the evil that would allow and cause this crime of hatred. Even as one man has been arrested for his actions, let us uncover and work against the beliefs, the worldview, the racism, and the hatred that supported his choice. Amen. Your gifts through mission and service help raise awareness and understanding that in turn contributes to a more peaceful world. Thank you so very much. Our scripture reading today comes from John 6, verses 1 to 21. Jesus feeds 5,000 men. After this, Jesus went across Lake Galilee, or Lake Tiberias, as it is also called. A large crowd followed him because they had seen his miracles of healing those who were ill. Jesus went up a hill and sat down with his disciples. The time for the Passover festival was near, and Jesus looked round and saw that a large crowd was coming to him. So he asked Philip, Where can we buy enough food to feed all these people? He said this to test Philip. Actually, he already knew what he would do. Philip answered, For everyone to have even a little, it would take more than 200 silver coins to buy enough bread. Another of his disciples, Andrew, who was Simon Peter's brother, said, There is a boy here who has five loaves of barley bread and two fish, but they will certainly not be enough for all these people. Make the people sit down. Jesus told them, There was a lot of grass there, so all the people sat down, and there were about 5,000 men. Jesus took the bread, gave thanks to God, and distributed it to the people who were sitting there. He did the same with the fish, and they all had as much as they wanted. When they were all full, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces left over. Let us not waste any. So they gathered them all up and filled twelve baskets with the pieces left over from the five barley loaves which the people had eaten. Seeing this miracle that Jesus had performed, the people there said, Surely this is the prophet who was to come into the world. Jesus knew that they were about to come and seize him in order to make him king by force, so he went off again to the hills by himself. When evening came, Jesus' disciples went down to the lake, got into a boat, and went back across the lake towards Capernaum. Night came on, and Jesus still had not come to them, 
By then a strong wind was blowing and stirring up the water. The disciples had rowed about five or six kilometers when they saw Jesus walking on the water, coming near the boat, and they were terrified. Don't be afraid, Jesus told them, it is I. Then they willingly took him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached land at the place they were heading for. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed by God. I refuse to live my life or my ministry waiting for death, either my death or the death of the community of faith I am part of. Death will come someday. It always does. But I'm going to live each and every moment between now and then, doing all I can, all we can, to live the ministry that God has given me, has given us. This isn't capitulation, but a joyful, let's see what's around the next corner. Come on, everybody. These words were written by our moderator, the Right Reverend Richard Bott, this past week on his Facebook page. If you are on Facebook, I encourage you to follow him at Moderator Richard Bott. He was reflecting on the ongoing visioning happening in the United Church and how it has encouraged him to explore his own personal mission statement. These words that I shared ended his reflection. It's an interesting process to pause and look at one's life, asking the question, what are my core values and beliefs, and how am I going to live? The crowd is hungry. They have followed Jesus to this new location. They have heard him preaching and watched him heal others. Now they are bringing their own needs to him. They are hungry hungry for change in the world around them, for freedom and an end to oppression and exclusion. The crowd is hungry, hungry for healing. They carry with them their emotional, physical, and spiritual needs. As the crowd begins to fill in the space around the hilltop where Jesus sits with his disciples, Jesus turns to Philip and asks, where are we going to buy food for all these people? Philip knows where there is some food. A young boy has five barley loaves and two fishes. But it isn't enough. It isn't enough for the large crowd. In this place of scarcity, how can so little meet the needs of so many? It's good to be back after my four weeks of summer holidays. It was a restful time, but it's nice to be back with you. This past Monday, it was great to go back into the church and work from my office, which was the first time since Easter that I've been able to be back there because of the restrictions that only recently lifted. Sitting in the church, working on my sermon, made things feel a little more normal again. But the reality is that things are not the same. There is no normal 
to enter back into, even as things open up around us, even as we enter back into the spaces that are important to us and join with the people we love. Living through this pandemic, we have experienced a lot of pain, suffering, and loss. Over this last year and a half, we have also been bearing witness to the struggles others are facing. We are living in a time filled with hunger. There is hunger for healing that will move us beyond this pandemic. Our hearts have been broken open as we have borne witness to the devastating realities of the residential school system in Canada that led to mass unmarked graves full of children. We are being reminded of the historic injustices and atrocities that our country and our faith and our denomination were involved with and that have continued to inflict suffering on so many people. We have borne witness to the realities of racism in our own country as people of Asian heritage have been harassed and blamed for this pandemic, as Muslim people have faced violence in word and action, and as the Black Lives Matter movement has worked to bring awareness of ongoing systemic racism. There is hunger, hunger to find healing in our lives and in our society that brings with it justice and right relationship. There's a lot of hunger, hunger within us and hunger around us, hunger for healing, hunger for truth, hunger for change. How do we respond to the great hunger of our time? In our gospel reading today, we hear that in a place of scarcity, a miracle occurs. Jesus tells the crowd to sit down. He takes that small offering of the young boy, gives thanks to God and sends the food out into the crowd. When all reason says that the loaves and fish will run out, in the end, 12 baskets return. There was more than enough. All are fed. The needs of everyone was met. There are some important little nuggets in today's gospel reading that are worth looking at. Out of nowhere in the gospel, the words are inserted, now the Passover was near. Passover was the celebration of the Hebrew people being delivered by God from slavery and oppression in Egypt. God led them into the promised land. When the meal is over, 12 baskets returned. In the promised land, 12 tribes are established. The feeding of the 5,000 is a story about God's ability to enter into the hungry, aching, longing places and bring healing, liberation, and the renewal of community rooted in God's love, peace, and justice. This is a story that says God's grace is abundant and that this love meets us where we hunger and this love leads us all to the fullness of life. Now notice in the story that before the crowds can even name their needs to him, Jesus invites them to sit down and he feeds them. Jesus shows us the abundance of God's grace. God's love is not a limited commodity that is carefully handed out and is hoarded by some. 
God's love is abundant and it's overflowing. It does not leave some people fed and others hungry. It invites people to eat and be filled and then to share with one another. How do we meet the great hunger within us, in our homes, our communities, and our world? Christ invites us to sit down. Sit down with all that we carry. Sit down and eat at the holy banquet of grace. Sit down and eat and be filled with God's abundant love. Sit down and pass the plate along. Pass the love along to others. We are called to share in God's abundance and to know that there is always enough for all. God's love feeds everyone and there's always more than enough. This abundant grace, this unlimited love, brings healing, liberation, and justice. This abundant love leads us all to the promised land, a renewed way of sharing in community where we can live the fullness of life. This is the same grace, the same love that hovered over the chaos and created the goodness of creation. It is the same love that led the people out of oppression in Egypt and into freedom. It is the same love that calls people to relationship with God and with neighbor, a relationship rooted in love, peace, and justice. It is the same love that calls people back again and again, healing and transforming lives. Jesus calls us to sit and share in the banquet of God's abundant grace. We are called to take and eat from the basket of love and to pass it along to one another. Fed and nourished by grace, we can find the renewed strength to care for one another through this pandemic, to work to protect the most vulnerable in our communities. Fed by love, we will continue to protect ourselves and one another by getting vaccinated, following safety measures, reaching out to one another to give and receive care and support. Fed and nourished by grace, we can commit ourselves to learning about the difficult truths of our country and our faith. We can join together grieving the horrors of residential schools and learning about their ongoing legacy of pain and suffering. We can take a deep look at the, way, the ways racism lingers and continues to shape our lives and our institutions. We can stand in solidarity with one another as we commit ourselves to the work of honesty, healing, and right relationship building. How do we meet the great hunger of our time? We begin by centering our lives in God's abundant grace. We allow God's abundant love to fuel us, heal us, transform us, and lead us. Fed by holy love, we can join together in being co-creators with God of a new day, a promised land, rooted in healing, love, and justice, where all may live abundant lives. Our moderator invites us to think about our core beliefs and values and how we live in response to God's calling. Today's gospel invites us to have at the core of our, our identity and our mission, God's abundant grace. Friends, let us hold out our hands and feel the wonderful weighty abundance of God's grace, as heavy as a basket full of bread and fish. Let us eat and savor this divine feast of love. Let us pass the basket and share it with all around us. 
Instead, let us join together and build a new future where the fullness of life is a reality for all. Come, let us be part of the amazing things that God is always doing as we live in God's abundant grace. Amen, and thanks be to God. We join our hearts together in prayer. Let us pray. Holy One, healer and sustainer, you reveal to us the power and potential of love. Be with us as we join together in prayer. We thank you for all the blessings that surround us, the beauty of sunshine, warm days, and life-giving rain, the moments of care given and received, peace that comes in the midst of struggle, and the compassion of community. Help us, O God, to remain ever mindful of the rich blessings of life. We thank you, O God, for all the blessings, the gifts of time, talent, love, prayer, and money that so many offer to our church, to our local missions projects, and to the Mission Service Fund. Bless these gifts and continue to guide their use that they may be an expression of your great love lived in this world. We pray, O oh God, for all who are in hospital, all who are ill, all who are dying, for friends, family, and caregivers, and for healthcare workers. We pray for all who are struggling through this pandemic, for all who are feeling isolated and alone, those who are struggling with addiction, those who have lost loved ones, those who are feeling overwhelmed. We pray for all who are working to administer the vaccinations and to distribute them, and for those who are making sure that no part of this world is left behind. We pray for all who are in charge of policy setting. We pray for Dr. Ian Era and all who work in public health. Guide us as we continue to make the sacrifices in love in order to care and support one another. We pray for the Indigenous communities across our country as they continue to live with the trauma caused by the residential school systems and the other acts of racism and abuse. Guide us all in the path of truth, healing, and reconciliation. We pray for all who experience racism and discrimination. We pray for learning, for healing, and for transformation that we may all live the life you call us to live, a life of love, peace, and justice. We pray for all who are living with extreme weather, all who have lost their homes, all who are afraid, all who are working to care for others. We offer our individual prayers to you now. We pray all this in Jesus' name, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
Friends, as we conclude this time of worship, may God go where we go, guide us where we must make choices, comfort us where we hurt, and may God continue to surprise us for who we are and what we do now and always. Let us go in love, go in peace, and go with God. Amen. Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6.